Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. If you are a Longhorn basketball fan, we don't know it all today, but we kind of know two things. You got a pretty damn good team, and it appears that you have a barn as well. We'll get into all of that, plus a lot of football. Chad and Zay on a Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings. I am joined by Isaiah Collier. He's one of the biggest basketball fans I know, so you know he was interested last night. In fact, he was there last night at the Moody Center to watch Texas do that to Gonzaga. Zay, how are you? Uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium, who? Uh, <laughs> Fog Allen Fieldhouse, what? Uh, that stupid supermarket arena in Lubbock, huh? Oh, wow. Yo, man. The corral was popping. The moody was popping. Bless the mood. Matthew McConaughey out here sounding like Beck. The horns get a big-time dub (laughs) last night. That's what I'm talking about. Mercy, mercy. I'm not sure how it could have gone any better last night at the Moody Center. The only way it could have gone better is that when all of y'all got back to your car, they had taped the money that you spent to park on your car. That's about the only way it could have gotten better. Yeah, or maybe um, Mark Few might have Draymond Green, Jordan Poole to Drew Timmy or something like that. Just something ridiculous like that. You know, right. punch him in the face. <laughs> something like that. You know, nobody's punched Drew Timmy in the face yet. You know, he gets that Christian Leitner comparison. I feel like Christian Leitner got into a few squabbles during those Duke runs in the 90s you because think? nobody could stand him. Yeah. I don't really see that as much with Drew Timmy. Now it's a different time, different type of player, different era. So, you know, those 90s, there were some battles, especially with those UNLV teams, Georgia Tech teams, with Kenny Anderson and stuff. So I, I get it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew Timmy, he has that punchable face and the <laughs> horns only allowing – 18 points, which is great for him, great for the Horns, and five turnovers, I'll take that any day. About to say, the Horns did some punching last night, no doubt about that. We are already getting texts in on the Specs text line. It's there for you, Longhorn fans, 337-3776. Somebody texted, the house is broken in, fellas. Yeah, that's kind of what last night felt like. We obviously will get into football. Uh, We've got two ranked matchups on the college side, both in the Pac-12, by the way. And there's a massive insult being thrown to the Pac-12 this weekend. And then there's another side insult. We'll get to all that. We'll get to the NFL with three winning matchups. And tonight we may get snow in Green Bay. But you know what? Why don't we just start with the spec set piece and what happened last night at the mood. The spec set piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. The biggest saves of the match start at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. Specs, the fun starts here. All right, we will get to Matthew and the Mass Choir in the crap bag today. I'll see what you Longhorn fans thought of that. But, Zay, let's start with this game. Uh, Texas beats Gonzaga. By the end, it was not close. Texas fans got to go parade route a little bit on that one. 93-74. I'll just throw it to you. You were there. You were in the house. What, what, what jumps out? Game, atmosphere, whatever you want to hit. Yeah, it was special last night. One of the craziest atmospheres I've ever been in basketball-wise, and I've been to some places, and, you know, just 
how hard this team plays with how deep they are. You know, last year, this team was good. They were good defensively, but there was just something missing. And Coach Beard, when he came in, just a lot of weird things happened. You could go to the Jalen Tyson thing, who was uh, originally a Texas Tech commit with Coach Beard, then came to Texas for Coach Beard and then left in the middle of the season to go back to Texas Tech. That was weird. And then the Trey Mitchell thing, him leaving in the middle of the season. Well, not middle of the season, but after that Baylor game, we still don't know what happened there. You know, and then the coaches that left from uh, Coach Howard, who was a Bill Self guy, came from Kansas. He only spent one year here. That was odd. And then Coach Yurik Maliki, who's over at Kansas State now, who also spent one year here. So, those four things were some head scratchers for me. And if you're Chris Beard, sometimes, you know, you have to put your pride away and look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what could have, what could I have done better in that first year to, you know, because he's very my way or the highway. You have to be to a certain extent. But, you know, there is just a certain tightness that that 2022 team played with. Well, this team plays with a certain freedom that you got to love. And clearly that comes with the talent that just got here with the transfer. Serge Barry Rice out of New Mexico State. He He's just a great all-around player. He does all the little things from defense to leadership to he'll provide offense for you. Hit a big three last night. He has one of the best pump fakes I ever seen. Manu Ginobili had a great pump fake like that, so he brings something to the table. And then clearly the standout was Tyrese Hunter, 26 points. I mean, come on, what didn't he do last night? And one thing, Chad, that really stood out for me that has something to do with what I just said about the freeness Coach Beard is letting these guys play with now in year two. There was one possession of the game. Strader hit a big three. The game became 49-40. to 40. And that's when I was kind of like, uh-oh, it was in the second half. And I was like, okay, well, is this the time Gonzaga comes back and makes a run? Tyrese Hunter, after that Strader three, came down, didn't pass it to nobody. And we saw last year – Coach Beard, he was on some Gene Hackman Hoosier stuff, <laughs> and, and like, because he was playing five uh, passes, yeah, five passes, five. five, five passes <laughs> stuff. It's like, come on, coach, like you take what they give you. But yeah, he was playing Tristan Lacone, who I was calling Ollie. You remember Ollie from Hoosiers who was throwing it <laughs> underhand? Uh, 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 yeah, like, yeah. So it's just when you're playing guys like that, you're looking over your shoulder if you're Marcus Carr. I know Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones, they were looking over their shoulder too because. If it wasn't my way or the highway for Chris Beard, which it was, hey, you better play great basketball, great defense. Now that freedom, Tyrese Hunter came down the court, didn't pass it to nobody, danced around a pick. Bolton didn't step up. He went under the screen, pulled up for three, bam. And I was like, oh, man, that's different. That's that's freedom. And Marcus Carr, now he's playing with that. He took some threes last night where he just looked at his man disrespectfully like, yo, Okay, you're not going to step up. Bam, butter. And yeah. it's just like, man, that's that, that's different. We didn't see that last year, and it's impressive. Marcus Carr, 16.7 assists. We talk about him being off ball, but him having seven assists last night, the ball was in his hands quite a lot, and he made some big-time plays. And, yes, you know, Timmy Allen, he didn't have the best game, but he did make some great passes and played some solid defense on Drew Timmy, so his game will come along. But last year, if Timmy Allen didn't have a game over double digits, that was most likely a loss. 
lost. Like you needed him to have a good game mm-hmm. for or in order for them to win last year. This year with how deep they are, that's not the case. Christian Bishop was good. And one thing about Drew Timmy, you got to make him work not only on the offensive end by double teaming him at times, which the Horns did a good job, but make him work defensively. Brock Cunningham, when Drew Timmy was guarding him, Shot a three right in his face. Bang. You know, was going off the dribble. Christian Bishop, every time he got the ball, he put it on the floor. Had a nice reverse layup. You know, like Dylan DeSue had his best game as a long court and hit a couple of threes on picking pops from Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter. All those guarded by Drew Timmy. So that's the way to beat Gonzaga. Drew, and that's the big reason why Drew Timmy's not going to go to the association because he can't guard. So Coach Beard did the right thing and said, hey, guys, Whoever Drew Timmy is being guarded of, go at him. And we're going to put him in pick and rolls and make him work. And that's what they did last night, and you saw a 19-point win. 93-74 was the final. If you want to give us your thoughts, if you were there, what did it look like? What did it sound like? What did you think of the Moody Center and that team beating that team like that? Uh, somebody texted in, the lead was so big, not even Sark could have blown it. See, that's not that's not See? productive. <laughs> That's not productive, Longhorn fans. That's the worst thing about this basketball team succeeding when this football team is in the roller coaster state that they're in. They're going to go at Sark. I saw so many, oh, that's that's all gas, no brakes, Sark. I saw people on Twitter talking about, hey, maybe Chris Beard should coach the football Uh team. It's like, man, come on. That's a little unnecessary. The basketball team is good, and like I've been telling you, Get your money ready. I'm not saying it's a for sure thing. Just have your money ready because the Final Four is in H-Town this year, NRG Stadium, Mm -hmm. where the Texans play, big time. And this could be a special season where the Horns, who would have a big advantage going right up the road if they made it that far. Now, that's a long time from now. A lot of things Yeah, long way to go. Long Long way way to go. go. But what I saw in that Arkansas game that I also went to at the mood where they blew out a really good Eric Musselman team by 30, uh, I I repeat, like Mike Harge, 30, and then played this number two team in the nation, which I don't think this Gonzaga team is as good as they've been in recent years, but they're still pretty damn good, and you beat them by basically 20 points. That's promising, and you could play – and beat anybody in the country. By the way, my mistake, apparently I haven't seen Hoosiers in a while. Four passes in Hoosiers. I was oh, it's tra- just four? I was trying to nerd it up even more. Apparently, okay. Apparently it's just four. I have not watched Hoosiers yeah, yeah, yeah. My man, in uh, a little while. My man with the running shot, I don't remember his name. He wasn't having that. He wasn't having that. <laughs> no, no, no. But then when Jimmy came along, it was a wrap. But uh, that four passes stuff went out the window. Somebody said Brock Cunningham all over Drew Timmy was amazing. Somebody else tweeted the Moody Center definitely broken in last night after those last two dunks to close out the oh, game with man. the fire emoji, Dylan Mitchell, with both of them, right? Yeah, all yeah. his points were dunks yesterday. Dude. That's... All, all of them. He had eight points. He had four dunks. He had a dunk off of a inbounds play. Uh, 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 with a pass from Christian Bishop. Then he had those two big-time alley-oops back-to-back. And then he had, which was the most impressive to me, the tip dunk. 
that mm. was bananas. Yep. And him being left-handed, it, it looks different, but yeah. it's pretty. Oh, it's it, You yeah. know, his bounce is crazy. And, yeah, you know, I thought Arterio Morris, even though he didn't shoot the ball necessarily well, I thought he was solid in the 13 minutes that he had. I mean, he had one of those Jordan Poole plays where he was spinning around and putting it between his legs and hit a nasty fadeaway. And his shot will come along, but he made some really good passes, made a nice pass to uh, uh, Brock Cunningham for a lay up made a nice defensive play which made Drew Timmy travel when they double teamed him and I thought Chris Beard did a really good job of picking and choosing when the double team Drew Timmy and then the horns they did their work early on Drew Timmy by not allowing those passes to go in there whether Brock Cunningham was fighting him down low Christian Bishop was fighting him down low and then the guards making it hard for the Gonzaga guards to make those entry passes to the post you know it's kind of like a quarterback being pressured by a blitz and you're inaccurate with your throw due to the pressure. That's the same with basketball. The more pressure that you have on the guard, especially that's trying to feed the post like Drew Timmy and like what Mark Few and Gonzaga like to do, you know, the the harder it is to get those passes in there due to the pressure. And Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, Serge Jabari Rice, Timmy Allen, all those guys did a hell of a job yesterday on those guards for not allowing those easy passes to go into Timmy. If you have any thoughts on Texas basketball, 337-3776. Somebody just texted the word BADASS in all caps. Uh, it also said, uh, it's a question for you, Zay. It says, it seemed really loud on TV, even though they had 10,000. Was it loud? loud and is it an advantage Zay? Oh it's a crazy advantage it's a big time advantage because you got Coach Beard he's getting the crowd hype all the time. Early going he was doing the beg hands he was like I beg you to get loud (laughs) but as the game went on he didn't need to beg anymore I thought about you once he was begging Begging? I thought about you I was like oh Chad's gonna say something about that tomorrow. I don't think we'll need to beg anymore. No. Not in games like that anyway. No no I don't think Mike Krzyzewski ever had to beg to get the crowd up. Now he definitely got the crowd up in a different way. I remember Shoseki putting his hands up and saying, let's go, let's go, and Beard does that very well, too, and does that a lot, but then the team, they also do that. They're always, Timmy Allen's always looking in the crowd. Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter, they're hot-fiving fans and whatnot. So they're keeping the crowd engaged in a great way. They feed off the crowd and the mood. It's right on top of you. It's a great atmosphere. It was built in the perfect way. And, yeah, now Texas basketball has a true advantage on the men's and women's side. So one of the big keys, I think, now for Texas fans, and I'm wearing my Cowboys shirt today, as a Cowboys fan, I know what it's like to root for one of these type of teams. You get you you'll get overly comfortable real fast. You'll see one little thing that's good and you think everything's about to go good. Last night was great. A tremendous atmosphere. I could feel it on TV. You could hear Here's what I the, the fact that the local guys and the national guys are all saying it, that's key. Yes, Lowell Galindo had his comment the other day about now the the fans are here, now they need to figure out when and how to yell. But when they did, he and Lance Blanks both said, Wow, it is loud in here. And last night, national guys that had been to Austin before going, Oh my God, this is not what the Irwin Center was like. This place is so loud. They kicked to Seth Greenberg and those guys, and they're like, man, it's loud in Austin tonight. So the fact that that built on itself, now, Zay, there's the, the, here's the next step and the next challenge I would have for Longhorn fans. Now show up for Texas. Now show up to see Texas play. Not Gonzaga. Show up to see Texas. Hey, who's on the – doesn't matter. 
Oh, man, they're playing Northern. Doesn't matter. They're playing TC. Doesn't matter. Go see them because you mentioned Cameron at the beginning and you mentioned Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Those fans show up to see the home team, not the road team. Texas fans will show for the road team when it's a big deal, like last night. Now take that next step. Now, for Texas against whoever Tech, show up and do that again, and Chris Beard's really going to be impressed, and he will stop begging. Yeah, absolutely, and how to do that is keep winning. Yes. (laughs) If you keep winning, then they will want to see a special team, and this team could be very, very special. I mean, they have everything you want. Yes, they might lack height, but they don't laugh lack toughness and they don't lack athleticism. I was gonna say they don't lack vert. Yeah. They, <laughs> they lack, got plenty of that. They lacked athleticism last year, which held them back a ton, especially when Trey Mitchell left. So yep. now when you got guys like Dylan Mitchell who could jump with anybody in the country, Dude. Timmy Allen's at the three. Man. He's more athletic than people think. Christian Bishop coming off the bench, that's solid. Again, it's the best game we've seen Dylan DeSue had. And I'm I'm just so proud that they made Timmy work on the defensive end. The big three of the bigs from Brock Cunningham, Christian Bishop, and Dylan DeSue, all those guys had solid offensive games. It might not tell it on the, the stat sheet, but when they got the ball in their hands, Brock Cunningham seven, Christian Bishop's nine, Dylan DeSue's 12. When they got the ball in their hands, they made plays and they made the right decisions. And, you know, Christian Bishop, I don't want him shooting threes all the time, but when you take one, It's kind of like taking a deep shot. It makes the defense say, okay, it's a possibility that they could hit that. Oh, here we go. He could hit that. Here we're going. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. It might not be accurate. That's all Sark's been saying. (laughs) It's a possibility. You're making his his point now, Zay. Yeah, yeah. There's there's way too many uh, uh, analogies with this football team and this basketball team that suck because they were talking about Tyrese Hunter last night. My man Fran, who I love, I know that's Craig Way's guy, Fran was like, yeah, I've been here a lot of times. And Tyrese Hunter, who shot 27% from three at Iowa State last year, he was saying, yo, this guy was working on his jumper like crazy. Mm -hmm. And Tyrese Hunter was a freshman last year, just like Quinn Ewers is a freshman this year. And one thing we all say, everybody on these airways, from B&E to Light the Tower, Craig Jeff, to Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harch, we always talk about his mechanics and his footwork and stuff. That's what you work on in the offseason, you know? So, so Tyrese Hunter, he did that, and it showed last night. His so, quick release. Oh, such an easy jumper. It is. My God. It is. And you, you saw a, a little bit of that in the NCAA tournament when he was with Iowa State. He went crazy and was a big reason why they went to the Sweet 16. So him coming in this year – Plus, I can't I can't talk about this enough. The freedom that Chris Beard is giving these guys, you know what that does to your confidence? Hell, mm, Chad, after the game, he made me want to go to the park and work on my game, work <laughs> on my jab step, work on work on my Serge Jabari Rice pump fake. Just you because go. you know that 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 makes you want to play the game. That's a fun way to play. They got a lot of possession. I heard Jeff Howe talk about it today. Seventy-four possessions. Where Chris Beard's teams, like Jeff House said earlier, usually they're around the sixty mark. If you turn up on defense and play that, you know, getting steals, twenty-seven points off of turnovers. If you play that ump temple style of brand, now you have the personnel to play that up temple style of brand. You kind of had it last year. I thought. I thought there were times 
Chris Beard held these guys back, like Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones. Those guys were solid players. Are they the caliber of Serge Ibari Rice and Tyrese Hunter in the athleticism? No, they are not. Now Marcus Carr is second year in. He's playing with a different freedom. Now playing off the ball, lost all that weight. So he's clearly locked in. In his, in his own way. So it's it was very impressive last night, and you got to be optimistic of what you might see later on the season. Yeah, some exciting stuff coming. If you haven't checked the schedule, that Gregory Gym game is coming up. Now, that's one where they just let students in. Is that correct? I feel like it's different this year. A little different maybe? Because okay. it's after, right after Thanksgiving. Okay. So I don't know if all the students will be back in town, so I think gotcha. they're handling it differently. Okay, so check into that one. The next true home game is not till December 1st. They're about to go play that game in Edinburgh, then they come back for the Gregory game, and then they play December 1st over at Moody Center uh, in another true, ro- a true home game. So if you want to get over and check it out, you can do it that way. Shout out to our guy CB who let us know it wasn't just 10, it was a little over 11,000 that they got in there last night. Yeah, folks were on the top standing. 11-3-13 I believe is the official number and it certainly was impressive. Those sound dampening uh, panels on the top where they can project stuff onto them looks incredible. That orange lighting by the way, football people, that's what's coming. It's got to be. You watch enough college football now to know. Bama, Tennessee, Georgia, other places are doing that. LED lights that can go off instantly but you can go to any color you want. Heck, Q2. Q2 is the best local example I can give you. When that place goes green, it's badass on goals. That's what they'll do in the football stadium. And I thought that looked really cool last night. Zay, how did it look being in there when they put that orange light on there? That's pretty cool, right? Oh, it's incredible. You know, I went home and watched the game on TV, and it looked incredible there, too. Like, yeah. it was perfect setup. You could see the corral with the TV setup. And, yeah, they they – hit everything out the park with the Moody Center. I mean, I love the Irwin Center. have so many memorable moments going there with my pops, watching state championship games and just different big games. But this place... This place is special, and it gives the Texas Longhorns a certain advantage that they've never had, ever. Yep. And it's opposing teams, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Muscle men, even though they didn't have clearly as uh, the amount that we saw last night in the Arkansas game, he felt it, their team felt it, and yep. then last night the Gonzaga Bulldogs felt it. And the Horns definitely, especially the corral and the fans, they played a huge part in those 20 turnovers that the Bulldogs had last night. Oh, was it 20 they packed? 20 That's turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers to get into a plane. Yeah. 20? Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Drew. Texas. Timmy had five of them things. Just dribbling the ball off his leg. Yeah, he did. Throwing the ball just clean out of bounds and stuff. That's they had, they were a big impact last night. I you, was impressed. Yeah, you mentioned yesterday that Texas needed to control the guard situation. You felt like they could be better at the guard position. They clearly were, and part of that was they were messing with any ball handler Gonzaga could think up. Like you pointed out yesterday, they do not have a stud guard like they have had in the past. Texas Texas made him pay for it over and over uh, over again last night. So yeah, Dan Dickow ain't walking through no, that door anytime soon. They need him to, but yeah, he's not. He's not. So to you, Zay, and to all the Longhorn fans, I will say congratulations because it would appear that y'all have a barn, y'all have a nut house, and it is something that you have not had. 
all those people talking about all those things for 20-something years I've been doing this, it feels like now it's all coming together, and now last night shows you what it can be. We'll keep talking about it. Specs text line 337-3776. Were you there? What'd you think? Over, over the TV, what'd you think? The Moody Center and Texas whipping Gonzaga. We will definitely hit that today. Also, let's hit some football. Texas getting ready to go to Kansas to try to get that seventh win, and the Cowboys are going to Minnesota to try to get another win as well. Plus, coming up in the crab bag, I got to find out if all you Longhorn fans are really ready to bless the mood. That's coming up on the horn. Um, man, this is going to sound like a dumb guess, but Neil Diamond? Was Neil Diamond in the band? No. It ain't him. Who is it? Smokey. Smokey, that's it? Smokey, Just, it's your love. I don't know about It's your life, I'm sorry. I don't know I don't know about Smokey, but for you music fans out there, you see why I guess Neil? Doesn't it have that kind of a Neil Diamond, hey, I'm in Vegas in a leisure suit? No? Okay. Uh, Smokey gets us started today. Longhorn fans in a good mood after what happened at The Mood last night. We'll get back into that. want to remind you, you got, a, you got one last chance to enter for a couple of our cool contests going on right now, giveaways. Today's the final day to get registered for that great lunch out at Pluckers with uh, with the Light the Tower crew and Aaron Hogan. So Craig, Jeff, and Aaron, we've been doing that Light the Tower lunch, the wingman lunch out there. Uh, and you listen to B&E, they do the picks with Dave Paul. They did that this morning on their show. Then go to the contest page at hornfm.com for one last chance to win the lunch with Light the Tower. So head on over there for that. And you will have a chance to win tickets to the Texas-Baylor game the day after Thanksgiving, 11 a.m. kick. We knew that, but it is official now. Also, if you're into Texas State football at all, you can uh, get another shot to go see them play Arkansas State this weekend. Go to hornfm.com. Go uh, register to win on the contest page. They will play at Bob's Ca- uh, Bobcat Stadium at 4 o'clock on Saturday. So you got one more chance to get in on that. It is Thursday. That means after Ball Don't Lie this evening, you will get Longhorn Weekly with Steve Sarkeesian as Texas gets ready for Kansas. There are a lot of uh, issues to get through after that TCU loss. Somebody texted us about the basketball game, and Zay made a reference to the football team being a roller coaster, and he says, football roller coaster? Roller coasters go up, man. Okay, see, that's rude. (laughs) Y'all petty, man. Why is there so much rudeness? I don't understand. Uh, here's a great text today. It says, my eight-year-old daughter became a basketball fan last night. After, oh, that's a beautiful thing. After watching that game. Right after Mitchell's alley-oop, she started begging me to take her to a game. Thanks, Coach Beard. Yeah. There you go. Hey, that's what they can do to you. I'll say this, day As a third-party observer, as someone whose job it is to watch that team play, can't remember the last time I had that much fun watching Texas play basketball. 
Oh, neither can I. It can really drag at times, depending on the game, how they're playing. We've talked about those uh, those you know groups of minutes where they wouldn't score. Oh, and it'll the, be like ten minutes, seven you know, those, minutes, those twelve things. minutes. Boy, it just felt like the the rhythm was great, the pacing was great. Yesterday, when JD Lewis was on with us, I asked him about the key to the game, and he said, "Dictate pace. Can we dictate the pace of the game?" And at times, I, I thought it was it was it was perfect. Twelve to two in fast break points. Gonzaga felt slow last yeah. night, and Texas felt like they knew what pace they wanted to go. And they were they were just fine. It, they felt like they were cruising all night in like third and fourth gear, and they still had fifth if they needed it. Dylan Mitchell gave him the fifth late in the game. That dude. The only thing the only thing they flying higher in that building last night was that Rudy's barbecue sauce bottle. Mm. Dylan Mitchell was airborne. Yeah, I never get those coupons ever. Never caught one. Never caught one. Me either. Ever. No. Nope. Yeah, very disturbing. But I agree with you, Dylan Mitchell. His bounce is crazy, and yeah, if you want any motive to go to the mood and see this team, maybe it's to see Dylan Mitchell because it's the last year you ever going to see him. <laughs> he is gone to the association. He's going to be making some big-time money, catching lobs from elite point guards. So, yeah, this might be it, and this team, they're, they're just a deep team that plays really hard and has the offensive firepower to come along with it. And I'll continue to preach and say, as long as Chris Beard gives these guys to, the freedom to take quick shots, you know, there was going back to Mike D'Antoni, seven seconds or less, where Steve Nash was winning MVPs, and they had Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion, guys like that. Like, that's what made Mike D'Antoni so famous. And it could work if you have the personnel. Now, those teams never won a championship. They always ran to Greg Popovich teams that, you know, were more balanced all around. But that those types of teams are very fun to see. Plus the defense that Chris Beard throws at you. Add those two together and you got a team that could be playing deep into March. Yeah, a lot of good comments coming in on the Specs text line. Let us know what you thought of last night. We'll get some more uh, on that coming up in the crap bag because I have got to play y'all a little bit of Matthew McConaughey. Hey, see what you thought of that last night from uh, the early parts of the mood, uh, the mood setting last night. But we do need to talk a little football. Texas and Kansas coming up Saturday afternoon, 2.30. It is a 10 a.m. start for us down there at Lavaca Street Bar. Zay, as a Longhorn fan, obviously you're feeling good about basketball right now. Where are you on this football team? You ready to pick Texas to win it? You like this nine number? Are they, are they covering or are you concerned? Um, I don't know about covering, and of course I'm concerned. It's Texas football. Why I got what? You kidding me? <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to be concerned every single game until things completely change, and it hasn't yet. It, we haven't seen that yet. Again, it's been a roller coaster team. Sometimes the defense has its uh, uh, flaws. Sometimes, a lot of time, the offense has their flaws. And then Steve Sarkeesian's decision making, you know, it's been questioned for a reason. I mean, not giving B. John Robinson the ball, the only two times you get in the red zone, it's just unacceptable. So you can't do things like that and then be on the right path to success overall. And you ask me, am I nervous? Stuff like that. That's why it makes me nervous. But on paper, this Texas football team should dominate this Kansas team. Yes, their offense is, you know, there's a lot better. Yes, my man Neil, he could really go one of the most underrated running backs in the nation. But with 
their quarterback, their backup quarterback, going out last week, Dean, he missed uh, 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 a lot of part of that Texas Tech game. And we don't know how uh, Jalen Daniels, how he's going to look. He's definitely not going to be 100%. Right. If so he they're does both kind of banged up Yeah, right they're now. both kind of yeah. banged up. And we saw with this Texas defense against TCU what they could really do. 14 tackles for loss, five sacks. They're finally getting those sacks. I've been talking about it all season long. They get the pressures. They just can't get these guys down down it's been so frustrating and it's really frustrating when the offense can only put up three points and the defense plays its best game of the year so if you take that mentality and that mindset that Pete Kwiatkowski had this defense going with I don't see this Kansas team winning but at the end of the day this is Texas football and it's going to be cold as hell up in Kansas going to be cold as hell in a lot of places where uh, these teams NFL and college football are playing these games so Give Bijan Robinson the ball and walk out of Lawrence with a dub and give you a possibility of maybe getting to Arlington for a Big 12 championship. Yeah, you would think it's a tote the rock kind of day. Rushing defense, 93rd for Kansas. You mentioned the cold weather that's going to be a part of it. Um, I'm interested to see if they will, you know, how much will they commit to the run, but we also know what Texas is about overall. Uh, Time of possession there at 119 in the country, averaging about 27 minutes. I think that could win them this game. As long as they're in that range 27 maybe 28 you don't need to be ahead that's not what texas does but don't you just don't get like a 35 25 or something put on you i think you'll be i think they could be fine there zay the other thing that jumped out to me scoring defense for kansas they're 103rd in the country they're giving up 30 if i told you right now texas scores 30 does that win the game is that enough to get it i think so Okay. I think so. I think their offense that, you know, option base, triple option, spread type, it, it can be tough when they're clicking, but I think Texas defense is better set to stop this type of offense. Yeah, they showed us enough last week where we could trust that defense to go, go yeah. travel, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And Lance Leipold, you know, how how locked in is this team? Because remember, he came from Wisconsin Whitewater. He's a D three legend. All those national championships that he won there. He's a Wisconsin native. And which job is vacant right now? The Wisconsin Badgers job. Mm. So when they come looking, I guarantee they make a call down to Lawrence, Kansas, and just see what's up because he's completely changed. He's done an incredible job. Oh, he's done an amazing job. And, you know, how you do well is you how you keep success is bringing the people that helped you get success along with you. The defensive coordinator, Brian Borland, he came from Wisconsin Whitewater to Mm. Buffalo to Kansas. The offensive coordinator, Andy Kolonicki, he came from Wisconsin Whitewater, Buffalo to Kansas. So both steps. Yeah, so they clearly love this guy. He clearly has, you know, everybody locked in. Does he have his team locked in? Because ever since there have been rumors about that Wisconsin job and who could get it, they haven't looked that good. They haven't looked as good as they did when they had college game day there and they were 5-0 and and stuff. So I'm not saying that's the reason why they aren't as good now. Clearly they don't have a quarterback consistently. They're playing their backup. They're mixing and matching. You know, and, and their defense, they give up a lot of points overall. But still, you know, for somebody at Kansas – 
that could be tough to focus on when you know your coach from that state mm-hmm. might have a spot there. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that angle of this game. Uh, they may have uh, had their minds on something else. You know they'll have their minds on Texas after last year, coming to Austin, beating Texas here for the first time. Texas will have that on their minds also. 2.30 kick on Saturday. Of course, we'll have it for you right here on the Horn. More on that coming. Real quick before the break, let me mention the huge insult the Pac-12 got. If you don't know the schedule this week, here are your two ranked matchups. 7 o'clock Saturday night, USC-UCLA. I call it the best-looking game in college football. It's the only game where everybody wears their colors. I love it. USC rocking the burgundy, UCLA rocks the powder blue. That's at 7 o'clock. And then Zay at 9.30, Utah goes to Oregon, ESPN, ranked matchup. Do you know where Fox Big Noon kickoff is going to be this weekend? Do you have any idea? They've been at some weird places this season. Waco. Oh, stop it. Wish I wish I could. They're in Waco. Do you know where college game day is? Two ranked matchups, UCLA, USC, and Utah and Oregon. Do you know where college game day is going to be? You better not say that, Kentucky, Georgia. Montana State. Who? Where? Yep. Huh? Montana State. <laughs> like, if I'm jo- – oh, look, I understand man. George Klyovkov and, and the Pac-12 are kind of that fifth conference in some people's minds, but that is a me- – Fox runs- Fox is broadcasting the USC-UCLA game. In case y'all don't remember, UCLA plays their home games at the Rose Bowl. They don't want a primetime game at the Rose Bowl. They're going to Waco instead because it happens to kick at 11 our time. Yeah, and that that just makes you think there's no respect for the Pac-12. And they're doing what game day did last week. They're going to the TCU story. TCU at Baylor. I kind of get that. But if I'm the Pac-12, I'm insulted. Yo, the line for that TCU-Baylor game is only minus two and a half TCU. Is that right? So that's kind of like, especially with the way Dave Aranda and his ball club got blown out last week against Kansas State. They'll show up this week, though. I think they'll they'll bounce back. That's a physical game waiting to happen, I think. think, Do you think Baylor's done? I think... Getting blown out by that much at this point, and then you've got TCU coming along. They're getting more and more confidence with every win. I think that big win last week made them feel like, hey, we could play in any type of game. We don't have to come back. We don't have to play in shootouts. We could play in those dogfights. And with them being in the college football playoff, controlling their own destiny, if they win out, then they're in. I, I think they're going to handle their business. All right. Get ugly. That one is an 11 o'clock kick on Fox, and that is where Big Noon kickoff will be. All right, coming up, crap bag, bless the mood, question mark. Are you in on the Matthew McConaughey in white with the choir? We'll play a little bit of it for you. You tell me. Zay will tell me his thoughts as well. Stay with us. It's the horn. Sacrilege comment of the day. Old folks are going to hate this one, Zay. I think it's better than the original. Oh, this is a remake? 
Yes, it is. I am sorry. I am not trying to dog out the mamas or the papas, but I think the Bengals did it better. The Bengals with Hazy Shade of Winter from the Less Than Zero soundtrack where Robert Downey Jr. throws down one of his best 80s performances. Because I believe in every way he was coked out. (laughs) That's a great dark 80s movie if you've never seen it. RDJ, who do you get? Is it Phoebe Cates? And then uh, what's, what's our man? James Spader. Great James Spader. RDJ just absolutely owns that role. Great movie. Less than zero, and this song is in it. Yeah, Phoebe Gates might have the greatest topless thing of all time. Fast Time, Rich Maha. She's wonderful in Fast Times. Yep, great in that too. Good stuff. And maybe uh, there's some another actor I'm missing in there. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Andrew McCarthy might be in that one too. Uh, so we got the Bangles and Smokey getting us started today. But there's another song we need to get to. Let's get on into Crap Bag here and see if it really all came together for you Longhorn fans last night. Chad's Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Oh, here we go. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678 or avconsultations.com. Maybe it all makes sense now. Maybe we now know why Matthew McConaughey stood in front of that building and just couldn't get off that phrase, bless the mood. And he kept saying it. He pounded his chest and I thought, boy, he really is leaning in on that one. Oh, I think he and the choir might have already been in the studio practicing up for this one. They played part of this last night. This is about a minute or so. I'm going to let it sink in, and then we'll talk about whether you like it or not, Longhorn fans. This played before the basketball game, and apparently it's playing before every game. Here we go. From what I understand, oh my they did not play all three minutes. If you want to go online, at C. Hastings 1049, I retweeted it. There's like three minutes and ten seconds of him and the choir doing the whole deal. I'm told they don't play the whole thing, but before the game, they're playing about a minute of that before the game. So, Zay, are you in on all of that, on the corral being called the corral, on the place being called the mood, and on hearing him do that and bless the mood every single game at the building. Are you good? Are you in? I'm good with the corral. Okay. I'm good with the mood. You're good calling it the mood? 
I'm not good with this. Oh, I not, can't. You're not I, going with Bless the Mood? Again, he sounds like Beck. <laughs> when he starts spitting rhymes and stuff. Beck, has, just, so, Beck has sold millions of records. He's really successful. I get it, but it, it's... Did you hear him say something like, you have to wax your wanes? Yeah. Is that a double moon reference <laughs> from Matthew? I appreciate the brothers and sisters that he had singing in the background. I appreciated that. That was a solid little touch, the choir and stuff. But I, I dug the earth shakers. I dug that one. But him, that. you know, it's just a lot. That's going to be the reason why we lose this season. Oh, come on. If we lose any games, Wait, yeah. I'm going to say it's because of this awful song. You're going to blame that? Yeah. Okay, so I put it out. This on... was like his run from 2000 to like 2007. Oh, you're saying this is rom-com Matthew? This is rom-com Matthew. How dare you? This isn't Dallas Buyers Club Matthew. Mul- multiple <laughs> folks have reacted on Twitter. I put it out and said, hey, Longhorn fans, what do you think? Do you want it every game? Do you hate it? Do you like it? Are you okay with it? And uh, the first reaction I got was the Larry David Jim of we will see uh, this says does it have to be him singing I guess it does uh, says I never thought I'd use this word in conjunction with Matthew McConaughey but lame is the word that was just texted somebody says the song sucks bastardized Beck is what somebody else said uh, says he copied that song off the gorillas um like the gorillas, the animated music group? Gorillas? You say animated music group? What? Yeah, have you not seen the gorillas? I thought the like gorillas videos? was a rock band. They are a rock band, but all their videos are animated. Oh, I've never I seen didn't the, know gl- that. the gorillas live. Oh, I love that. I love that we don't know what they look like. Yeah. That's brilliant. I like when bands do that stuff. Uh, this says Texas and AM themselves a joke. Um, Lord, help us. This says I like 99.99999% of Texas related things. I hate this. Yo, this is tough to follow. And you know what? Basket- oh, my God. Basketball is supposed to be so cool. Basketball is supposed to be like hip-hop. That's why basketball and hip-hop mesh so well. So he's wearing the flowing whites and the choir. That's not hip enough for you? You need it to be a little edgier? No, is that what you're man. Looking for? They could have got like Bun B or Paul Wall, some Houston rapper, which I know the Houston Cougars are picked to win mm. the national championships this year in basketball So for a lot of people, so they probably wouldn't do it. But not this. We could have went a different way. They should have got our guy Saul Paul from right here in the area. <laughs> should have got Saul Paul. That's yeah. what he should have done. Could, yeah. Could have done that. Um, that is uh, – also, let, let us know what you think if you were there last night because there's no way Matthew and that choir get together to replay that one time. Jeff Howe, was, when we were switching shows, he told me he's already heard it at least a couple times. But they're going to play it at every game, I think. So for those that went to the – Arkansas Exhibition and the, what was that first game? UTEP? Do I have that right? UTEP or yeah, whoever it was. Yeah, UTEP, then HCU. And then HCU. Everybody that's gone to those games, I think you've heard those as well. So let us know what you think. Uh, it says, somebody said, Chad, it was, that was a minute too long that you. That's <laughs> brutal. That's oh my brutal. God. I did not know the reaction was going to be that. I didn't know, honestly. Somebody says, I'm not a fan of Bless the Mood, too much exposure and co-branding of UT with McConaughey. Because I wondered if Texas fans would embrace it because, yeah, he's he's kind of kooky and different, but he's your guy, and it's unique because nobody else has that. Who else has a famous actor hanging with a choir doing a song before the game? But the key is, it's got to be cool. 
It has, it has to, to be. be. It has to be cool. And like you said, it has to be cool. It has to be hip. It has to have a certain edge to it. Basketball needs a certain speed and punch and attitude to it. Real quick, Zay, the music in the arena. The little bits I heard as they were going to break, coming back and stuff, it felt like whatever DJ or whatever they have in there felt like they were keeping that energy up in a good way. What did you think about all that, like that part of it? It could get a little bit too loud. To where it just really it's weird. Listen to you, old man. No, I'm, I'm not gonna. No, it's, it's just a weird sound. To where, like, what song is this? When I'm questioning, oh, I don't okay. know what song it is. I just hear sound. They're just cranking it up. Too yeah, far. just cranking it up okay. too far. Other than that, when they're playing it like within the game, like NBA stuff, the 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 the, but instead like hip hop song. It's, it's not that bad. Cool? That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, though, no, the energy was there last night. We'll see what that looks like and sounds like. Now that the Texas fans know what that team is capable of, are they going to show up for all the games, no matter who they're playing, and give them that kind of atmosphere in every single game, no matter who they are playing? We will find out, but it was certainly there for Gonzaga last night. Wow. 93-74. Texas wins, but so far, I sense that Longhorn fans are not ready to Bless the mood with Matthew and the choir. Matthew, I tried, man. I tried, but uh, apparently the earth shakers did not want to hear about it. All right, 1 o'clock hour coming up. Jeff Howe, Horns247.com, Light the Tower, Longhorn Blitz podcast. He was there last night. We'll get his thoughts on the mood, the game, how they looked, and then, of course, some Texas football as well as they get ready to go to Kansas. I believe uh, Jeff's going to be headed to Lawrence, Kansas. We'll get a double check on that, too. Glad you're with us on a Thursday. Good stuff with Longhorn basketball. Trying to figure out things with Longhorn football. This is the Horn.